podcast with Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I'm your host. My name is Chris Lockhart. We're having some technical difficulties. Hopefully, this is going to work out. Uh, I am not alone. I'm actually joined by uh, three of my co-hosts in crime. First up, we have Alexa. How's it going, Alexa? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Doing good. Getting ready for Christmas. start. Yeah. Oh, darn. Don't even get me started on that one. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe it's only, like, at the time of this recording, 12 days away. Like, that's I know. That's I'm not nuts. ready. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, at least you, at least you got your kid covered, Alexa. Yeah, don't even that. Ouch. <laughs> for like, for like almost the cost of a trip to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, a long story. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that voice you hear is our co-host Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Oh, good. Hello, everyone. I guess I was out of turn there. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. And last but not least, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kev? It's doing well. I just did. I just got done with some shopping. Excellent, excellent. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna kick this off. Um, unfortunate. Like this. This is our last geek follow-up reloaded of 2023. So next week we'll have our Christmas special, and then we're gonna have uh, you know a couple weeks hiatus, and then we'll be back in the new year discussing. The best of 2023, as well as our New Year's resolutions. So that, that's what's coming up. Are you going to revisit all the things we said we were going to do, and then none of us yeah. did? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think. Oh, sorry, Lex. I think I, I cut you off there. I think uh, Lillian has a list. So. Oh, okay, good. So I was going to say my favorite part of that is I wasn't a host then, so nobody knew if I had a resolution or not, but I totally nailed it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, sad, you know, sadly, we got to begin this episode with our in memoriam segment. Um, so I have three uh, for the in memoriam. So if you guys have any other uh, pop culture celebrities that you know who have passed, you know, be sure to to let me know. But first up, I have Norman Lear, a writer and producer who literally changed the face of te- television. Um. He was he died at the age of one hundred and one, so. Oh, he was so young, taken yeah. away too soon. You know, you know it, 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 you know he's he was such a um, trailblazer in terms of like what he did for television, um, but you know, a hundred one that's that's a good run like that you know oh. like, um. You know, uh, he was uh, created all in the family. Um, Jefferson's, uh, Sanford and Son. Um, I know there's others I'm forgetting, but uh, apparently he was also the godparent to actress and uh, singer Katie Seagal. Um, oh. Yeah. That's and, cool. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he passed away. I'm just looking for the date here. Oh, yeah. All in the family, the Jeffersons, Hanford and Son, Good Times, Maud, um, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, One Day at a Time. 
Huh. I always thought that was like uh because I've heard that Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I was I didn't realize that was actually a show. I thought that was like someone uh, making a mistake by saying it twice. Oh, uh, like on an audio book I was listening to. Um, yeah, he just he died December fifth uh, in L.A. Um, so yeah, uh, it sucks, but you know he he left quite a legacy. Um. Kev, what are your thoughts on, on Norman Lear? I mean, great career stuff. Um, I I don't know if there's going to be another death you mentioned, but that it was a... Uh, how do I word this nicely? I thought he was already dead. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, to, to be that was, honest? That sounded pretty nice. You were genuine. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I... so. I was born in 78, child of the 80s. But the funny thing is, like, his most famous shows were already come and gone by the time I was aware of TV. So I was seeing them all in reruns, you know? Yep. Um, but, a, like, absolute envelope pusher, though. All in the family pushed the envelope in many, many ways. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Maud has very iconic episodes. Sanford and Sons far better than it sh- than we thought uh, Jefferson's just, you know, a wealthy black family was groundbreaking, which is absurd to say in 2023. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to show a black family with money and it's never been on TV before. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, um, and you kind of, I mean, it's honestly, sig- uh, no, I don't want to word it that way, but now I have to, because now I've said this. Successful successful people get away with stuff. Now, I didn't mean it in a bad way, with like crimes or assault or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I meant he is successful, so when he wants to push the boundaries and go certain directions on TV shows, because those shows are successful and make people money, he's allowed to do it. (laughs) Yep. And he, he went ahead and did it. And good for him for it. And I, I mean, like, he's credited with some of the most iconic episodes of TV ever, you know? You get you get one, you can call it a successful career. As many as he has, geez. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if he was the first, but he had to have been one of the first people to do the spinoff. Um, you know, because Maud started as a character... Uh, on All in the Family, she was um, Archie Bunker's wife's cousin, I think. She was cousin Maud, or no, she was his cousin, I think. And she showed up for a few episodes, and then was so popular they gave her her own show. Uh, same with Jeffersons; they were the neighbors to to Archie Bunker and them, and then they you know moved on up, you know, and and got you know the apartment in the sky and all that stuff, right? Um. A deluxe apartment. A deluxe, yep. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, like, you know, I mean, that television was still fairly new during those those days. So, you know, the idea of spinning off these characters was kind of neat and interesting. Um, Because nowadays we kind of just take that for granted, like that, you know, but he was one of the first uh, TV creators to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so the next person on my list, uh, is Ralph Sorella, uh, 
so people who don't know, um, he was part of the, the Howard Stern show. Um, he was a close friend of Howard Stern. He was his stylist. Um, and people used to say he was actually like his lookalike, like, cause he looks a lot like Howard. Um, but he died, um, at the age of 58. Um, so he was also a frequent guest on, on the show. Um, but he died from a rare form of lymphoma, lymphoma. Uh, Howard Stern announced his death, um, of his longtime friend and stylist on the Sirius XM radio show, the Howard Stern show on Wednesday. So, um, and this article was published. December 6th. Stern 69 added that Sorella was undergoing a procedure when his heart gave out. Ralph was a trustworthy friend who made me laugh every time I was with him, the host said. Um, I, I was a Stern... I, I listened to Howard Stern um, when I got satellite radio back in 2005, I want to say. Um, <clears throat> and I listened till probably a good five or six years, but you know, I was, a, I was a stern listener. And, um, so I definitely knew who Ralph was and actually on Howard Stern's, uh, radio channels, he hosted the geek show. Um, Ralph Sorella did, uh, where he talked like, kind of like what we do here, pop culture stuff. And, and I used to love listening to that. Um, cause I think they did like an episode a month or something for a while there. But, uh, yeah, 58, that's, that's quite young. So very yeah. sad. I'm a, I gotta say, I'm not a huge, not that I'm not even a fan. I'm just not really familiar with Howard Stern. Like I know the name and I'm sort of familiar with him, but like, I can't say I've ever listened to his show or anything. So yeah, I really I, know about this one. Yeah. He kind of like his show kind of died. Like, uh, this is my personal opinion, but he kind of, like when he became a, like a host on America's Got Talent and and oh really all that kind of stuff he kind of changed like he used to be um, Howard Stern used to be very vulgar and and groundbreaking in a lot of ways on his show uh -huh. but then after a while he he just kind of did away with that and became more of a you know interviewing celebrities and stuff. Uh, but one thing I will say, he is a good interviewer. Like he's probably the best interviewer ever. I, in my opinion, he's really good at that. Um, but, uh, anyway, Ralph, you know, frequently would call into the show. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, too bad. Uh, Kevin, what, what, you get, uh, do you have any thoughts on, on Ralph or, or Howard? So, the problem, oh, I mean, I got plenty of thoughts on Howard, but um, I feel bad because, like, I I was a big Stern fan. Um, we didn't, when he was still on regular radio, we mm -hmm. didn't get it where I lived. Oh, okay. Um, however, at the time, his, there'd be a half hour highlight version of his show that would air on the E! channel. Yeah, yeah. And it was usually, like, something that you know there's there's a guest that's famous or an attractive woman in a tiny outfit you know something to get ratings yeah um and it was pure stern you know he's he's lusting he's not swearing because he's still on regular radio at the time but he's pushing that envelope as far as he can with it yep 
Um, you know, he's asking celebrities very uncomfortable questions, but so, but sometimes it was just the the balls to ask some of the stuff. Like, yeah, he's being you know overly sexual and crude and everything, but he had very honest conversations with people about drug abuse, alcohol abuse, you know, mm-hmm. um, bad times in their life, all sorts of things. And yeah, there there was a moment. Maybe it's his divorce. Maybe it's his remarriage. Maybe it's just getting older. Maybe I don't know if you're aware, but he's a huge germaphobe too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been kind of locked away in his. I think he's in Florida. But I'm not entirely sure since COVID. He doesn't really come out a whole lot anymore. Yeah. Um. So a lot of this stuff is like by satellite, and people are in other locations. Um. But he, Howard's groundbreaking. Howard brought a lot of people into it. I remember a lot of the whack pack and the people in the studio and the people there every day and producers and other people. And yep. I had no idea who the stylist was and people are playing the clips and showing stuff. And I'm like, I never heard of him. And I'm sorry. I know there's playing Stern fans. One of my good friends is a huge Stern fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't remember this guy. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry that I don't remember a radio a radio show's stylist. Yes, he had TV appearances, but I'm like, he's on the radio. Yeah, had a stylist, so we can all see how good he looks on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. To be fair, I think he got employed during the Eat years, so he had to look good for the E show. Um. But yeah, no, uh, like, like back in the, like from 2005 to, till, till I stopped listening. Basically when I got into po- listening to podcasts, that's kind of when I dropped the stern. Well, when Artie Lang left the show, I stuck around for about a year and, but it just wasn't the same after. Um, and then I got into listening to podcasts. So then I was like, well, why pay for satellite radio? You know, whatever it was, $15 yeah. a month or whatever when I could just listen to podcasts for free and it's actually content. I cause I would say, you know, 40% of the Stern show I didn't really care about, you know? Um, so I was only listening for like 60% of the content, but Ralph, the reason why he sticks out in my mind, other than, you know, he looks like Howard and I do remember him calling in. Um, cause he was one of the, more frequent callers like they would get him on the show more often than other callers um but i like i said he he hosted the geek show uh for for a time and that really was an inspiration kind of an inspiration for me to to get into talking about pop culture and stuff um, well, that's cool but you know quick tangent one thing about the stern show is george takai uh mr sulu um, would frequently guest on there. Like he would show up for like a week at a time and he would be like the, the guest announcer. Um, and actually it was Howard Stern and um, being on the Stern show that, uh, was his, where he came out as a gay man. Like it was kind of like, um, you know, a badly kept secret for a long time that George Takai was gay, but it was actually on the Stern show when he like said, yes, I, I am gay. You know, my friend Brad is my boyfriend and, you know, then they ended up getting married and stuff, you know? So, um, 
you know, George, you know, like there's that Star Trek connection. Um, and yeah, the Stern show is what, uh, helped George Takai, you know, you know, come out and, and, you know, be honest with, with himself. Um, so, you know, like I, I always thought, I always thought that was a, uh, very nice, you know, takeaway from the Stern show. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like back in the day, like his, George Nakai would show up like every, I don't know, third month or something for a week. So it was always like a treat to have him show up. Um, and then like him and Artie Lang, cause he would give Artie a hard time. Uh, it, it was always a, a delight to hear George Nakai on the Stern show. But anyway, um, the next person on my list, uh, unfortunately passed away just this past Monday. Uh, and forgive me if I'm saying his, his name incorrectly, but it, I believe it's Andre Brower. Uh, hopefully I'm not saying that last name wrong. He was uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Homicide Life on the Street. Um, he was the like the, the precinct captain on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And he was one of the detectives on Homicide Life on the Streets. Um, yeah, he played Captain Raymond Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Detective Frank Pemilton in Homicide Life on the Streets. He died at the age of 61 following a brief illness. So, yeah. He was awesome in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was just going to say, I know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but that's it. And, yeah, he was he was awesome. He really helped aid the, the development of all the characters in that show. Yeah. Oh, and you said it was 61? Yeah. 61, yeah. Not even there's not Yeah, I, I, I've never watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I have seen clips, you know, on Facebook and YouTube of of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and the ones he's in are are usually my favorites because he, you know, he had a lot of uh, comedic chops. Like he had excellent uh, timing. Um. But I, I do remember him from Homicide Life on the Streets because it was a Dick Wolf show, and it used to cross over with Law and Order every once in a while. So every once in a blue moon, you'd see him show up on Law and Order as that detective. Um, but yeah, sixty one, like that's uh, it's too young, yeah. man. Um, Broken Nine-Nine, I went through a phase where I really liked it and I thought it was really funny, but when I rewatched it, it didn't grab me nearly the same. Mm. Um, and my, I think my biggest complaint with it is the main character, um, played by Andy Samberg. Mm. It's just a little, he just plays it a little bit too dumb and I find it hard to, to believe at times Whereas some of the other characters, like Captain Holt or the sergeant, who's played by Terry Crews, they're, they're yep. funny. They're very funny, but they they ground it enough in reality that it's believable. Yeah. Whereas the Andy Samberg character, I always have trouble believing it because he's just a little bit too dumb to actually be believable. Um, but I don't know. If you like comedy shows, it's pretty good. And uh, you know, and it and it does t- it does deal with some contemporary issues like racism, for example, and, and things like that. Um, yeah, I I think I'd recommend it as a as a pretty good com- modern comedy show. 
Excellent. Honestly, Andy Sandberg's the worst part of the show. But as the show progresses, it becomes less the Andy Sandberg show and a true ensemble show. Mm. And he's much better as part of an ensemble than the star. Gotcha. So yeah. The first season, the first season, it was still like he's the biggest name, and then they kind of realized what they had, and he's just one of the whole cast of the show, and yeah. it, it's a better feel for it after that. Excellent. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. And Alexa, you're you're uh, a fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I watched the first bit of it, like bit of it when it was first new i should say okay and i thought it was great but then i i also you know said the same as ragnar i rewatched some of it and i don't know if it was just that the show didn't hold up for me or i'd already seen the humor once and it just wasn't as good or it was just a different time in my life but i don't find it as funny now as i did then certain parts of it yeah are okay but i i don't know it kind of fell off for me that's actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this down. A different time in my life. That's a good topic. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know if I want to revisit some of the times in my life. Maybe let's not have that topic. Well, in, in, in relation to pop culture. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in, sick that day. Yeah, um, in relation to pop culture, maybe. Um, um, Alexa's drawn lines that I'm reading between, and I feel kindred with her on this. <laughs> no, but um, I, I, I kind of had the same feeling when I rewatched Sherlock. Like I remember when Sherlock Ooh. first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like the Cumberbatch. Yeah, one? yeah, okay, yeah. And then yeah, I, I there. yeah, and I just I loved it, and I thought it was fantastic. And then I, because my wife never got into it, so we did a rewatch during the pandemic. I was like, you know, we we got to watch these. Um, and it didn't, I wasn't as drawn in the second time, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to interject a little bit on that one because I also rewatched it a second time with someone who hadn't watched it yet after I first watched it in the first couple episodes, you know, cause they're short episodes. It was like, this is unbelievable. This is amazing. And honestly, I think it was just the filming style of it. That was so different. Nothing like it had been done yet. Yeah. Where, you know, it was, you know, the, the thought process, right? Yeah. And I know you know what I'm talking about, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, but it was just so different. And then rewatching it, you know that that's what's going to be there. And aside from that, it's just a Sherlock show, right? Like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I like if anyone's listening and they haven't watched it, I would I highly recommend it. Oh, Definitely, yeah. yes, um, but it's not a good rewatch. Yeah, like some things just aren't, you know. Like there's certain things like I could rewatch Deep Space Nine and Next Generation like over and over and over again, and it doesn't lose its luster. But other things, yeah, you know, and that's kind of where I'm thinking of like with your topic idea or with that topic idea is, you know, you know maybe it was just yeah that time in my life, you know, a like different time of my life, yeah. Huh. Yeah, but, interesting. But anywho, uh, did any of you have any other celebrities that passed away that you noticed? Uh, uh, those were the ones I was aware of. Okay, okay. I wasn't even aware of those ones, so you got me beat. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our geek news. Um, so for us, uh, for Kevin and I, was that, we, we, was that a sound effect that happened there that I missed part of? 
There's, there's my news brief. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sesame Street news. Um, it's fantastic. But uh, Kevin and I will have noticed this one. Um, Comicsology is now gone. You know, uh, so for like uh, for Ragnar and Alexa, like I don't know if you guys were aware of Comicsology. Basically, Comicsology was an app uh, that you could use to buy comic books, uh, okay. and, and it. You know, you get them digitally. Um, I was a I was subscribed to com or I wasn't subscribed because in Canada, you can't subscribe to Comicsology. You can in the states, but you can't in Canada for some reason. But I could still buy comic books from Comicsology. So I loved Comicsology because they would have sales. You know, everything's available digitally, like the day of release. Um, Is it just like the Kindle version of yeah, comic books? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they I don't were. Know if I like that. Sorry. I just, ugh, that just well, doesn't sound like. Well, one of the things they had, though, was Comixology Unlimited. Yeah. So for a flat streaming service fee thing, like, let's say, I forget how much it was. Let's say it was like 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month or whatever. Every classic title is available to just read as much as you want. Mm-hmm. So the new the new ones you still got to pay three four five bucks whatever, but you could go back through like decades of comics from every publisher and just read and read and read and just pay ten bucks fifteen bucks whatever the next month read and read and read some more. You would never get through all of it ever. Yeah, and th- and that's what I was referring to the when I was saying wasn't available in Canada. Because I totally would have did that. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think even like the newer comics, I think they were only like three or six months out from yep. being free. So it, it was a good deal. Um, but then they got bought by Amazon. And then Amazon just one day decides, you know, no, uh, you have to buy your comics through Kindle. Oh, to so read it really them. did become the Kindle version of yeah. comic books. Yeah, so, you... <laughs> yeah, so it, it, was, it was very frustrating as a comic book fan because you had this app that was specific to comic books, but then you had to go into Kindle to buy your comic books to read them, either on the Kindle app itself or Comixology. And I found it very frustrating because, uh, like, Comicsology was user friendly, right? Like, so you would see it would they would break down all the new releases, um, and it's all there. Whereas Kindle doesn't. Like, Kindle's trying to sell you books, and then comics as like an afterthought, right? Uh, um, so, and then it's tied into the Amazon store. So, like, say <clears throat> you 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 search up uh the thing like like say you wanted to read uh john burns uh series about the thing from the fantastic four then you would get like the movie versions of the thing showing up and you'd get like horror movies and books and all that and then you might get the comic book suggestion so it was very frustrating um and then like yeah so comicsology like overnight like they just switched to this new version, and it just it was like a downgrade. It was like going back in time for the app. Like, it just sucked. Um, and like I said, one of the nice things about Comixology is they would have sales. So 
for example, like when um, the new season of Dare, like like this one, Daredevil was still coming out. If the new season of Daredevil came out, they would have like, you know, the basically their Daredevil library was on sale, so you could buy like um, <clears throat> a trade paperback for worth of material for like two bucks or um, you know five bucks, and it was nice, and you get to keep it. Um, but uh, that, the digital version. Yeah. Yes. But then. Um, then they switched to Kindle, and now I've adapted to the Kindle. The only thing that sucks about Kindle, other than it's not user-friendly, is also the fact that their files are bigger, so you can't have as many comic books on your tablet as you could with Comixology at one time. Which sucks if you're, if you're you know, taking your tablet somewhere, and you don't have Wi-Fi, and you just want to read your books, and... And you know, oh, you yeah, know, that you, was. You can't have fun. as many downloaded. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Comicsology finally petered out. Like they just finally shut it down. So. so you said they got bought out by Amazon. Yeah, they yeah. in 2014, I want to say. But so a- I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Amazon didn't just like take their whole interface and integrate it into Kindle. Yeah, if they that, bought them out, then they would have just had like they, they'd have access to everything, right? That that's what that's what we wanted, you know. Yeah, like it would make sense. Yeah. But I honestly, I think they acquired it, and then just like any other corporation that buys a smaller company, they gut it, yeah. integrate it with what they have, and then they kind of left. I'm 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 just imagining they left it to somebody to hey, you know, integrate these two. And then they gave them a timetable, and then when they weren't ready, they just said, "Fuck it, we're just going to flick a switch and and make yeah. it happen." And then it just it was... didn't work, and now they've just completely shut it down. So, yeah. so I wonder if there's a, so I don't have a Kindle. I'm not a I'm not a reader per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I like comic books for the simple fact that they're short. They grab my attention for a short amount of time. I can do yep. it. I can I can read it cover to cover. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if they even just add like a filter in your search for like you know comics or graphic novels or whatever, right? Yeah, there's just not to, just to weed out all the old stuff. Yeah, but just something simple like that, they could fix it. I know, like they, they should just have a comic book section. Like it would be so. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should do the Canadian thing and write them a letter. <laughs> yeah. What I should do is I should, yeah, I should get Trudeau on this, because he likes to, yep, totally. to root for dumb causes yeah. <laughs> when, 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 when there's more important things to take care of. But, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to get into politics. Um, but long story short, yeah, comicsology's gone. Um, in other comic book-related news... Pedro Pascal will officially star as Reed Richards in, in, in the MCU's Fantastic Four, according to comic book resources. Um, the movie is scheduled for release May 2nd, 2025. Um, you know, John Krasinski, I thought, was excellent when he showed up as Mr. Fantastic. That's who I honestly wish they had went with, but... I also love Pedro Pascal. 
he is a good actor, and I, I, you know, I'm not gonna knock. I'm, I'm not gonna knock it. I, I, you know, like I think he will be just fine as, as Mr. Fantastic. Um, he's, I mean, I love Pedro. He's not who I would have cast. No, I was just thinking the same thing. Like, like, uh, just, like based on past characters he's played, right? I, I'm sure he'll do a good job. He'll, he'll play it as an older. More mature, more um, experienced, world weary kind of character, and and that could be really cool. It's definitely not who I would have picked, and I I got to say I really liked in that multiverse of madness when they had John Krasinski. I'm not yeah. sure if I said that right. Yep. And I was like, why the hell don't they just do that? He was awesome. That was one of the best parts of that movie. Well. Other than him being an idiot and literally telling Wanda, you know, oh sure, but you know, like not. kind of giving her the, you know, yeah. uh, how to take like, them all down, but just cast him as it. That would be awesome. He he was a great choice. I think. oh yeah, I I definitely think so. I don't know. Maybe they are. I I don't know the details, but the way I look at this, I kind of look at this in the same way as like Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker. I didn't see it. I remember hearing about it and being like, "Ugh, I don't know about that." But he was amazing. And, yeah, and hey, um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And also, uh, who else? Oh, uh, Chris Evans. When they cast him as Captain America, I true. I, I also didn't, didn't see that. think he was going to do great. And yeah, yet, now he's the captain, right? Yeah, he he's he's like Hugh Jackman. Like I can't imagine anyone yes. else playing that character now. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, fingers crossed, Pedro Pascal, you know, maybe he'll do it. Uh, Kev, what what are your thoughts? I am hopeful because there hasn't been an official Marvel announcement or anything. No, no. I'm hoping that in the end this isn't going to be true. Um, the best way I can put it is we, okay, Fantastic Four, probably three movies, we'll probably get a trilogy of Fantastic Four, and we'll get them appearing in other movies. You know, Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars, whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like Pedro Pascal is already too old for this role to then be locked into it for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. I and would and movie him. magic does yeah, he's wonders. Like, <laughs> isn't, he in, isn't he in his, like, early 50s? He's gotta be, cause like I'm. Are we gonna have to Google this quickly? Yeah, maybe, cause like I like I'm 43, and I know he's definitely older than me. He's 48. No, oh, he's only he's okay. only five years he's just, older. He yeah. just looks distinguished. He does. He does. <laughs> Reed Richards a little older with the gray temples makes mm -hmm. sense. Yes, but not to start there. Yeah. Well, That's... again. That, that... I... Magic movie, magic makeup does wonders, right? Like that's that's why I wear foundation. Um, oh, see, yeah, <laughs> but I would rather start off younger, and I don't even mean young. I mean like thirty would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, start off and... younger and grow with him, grow with the character, and you get yeah. him locked in. Yeah, this is, and I can't believe I'm the one making this example here. But this is sports. Do you get someone that's a year away from retirement and pay them a bunch of money, or do you get someone younger that you're going to have for 10 years that you can build a franchise around? 
It depends. Does some did someone else have him first and have him as part of a different franchise? You know, <laughs> every, like every the Mandalorian <laughs> that was already good. Do you want to pick him up at the end of his years and get you know your fill out of him? He was he was also in the season of Game sure of Thrones. He, I'm and pretty he, sure he's done with Mandalorian. Yeah, I, that's what I mean is he was uh, so sure for as a sports reference he was already playing for a different team and they dropped him because he was at the end of his years. So are you gonna pick him up while you still can, in hopes that the hype he already has is gonna make yours even better? No, yeah, it's only for, for a, a few years, right? I, like I would for a one-off. He's he's coming off of a high, right? Between The Last of Us yeah. and Mandalorian. So I mean, it could be fantastic. He could he could make it great. He could make it fantastic. Or it could be a flop. Yeah. And I mean it would suck for him if it was. Yeah. I, but, I don't know. Sorry yep. to throw it a different way there, but <laughs> no. Fing- I'm, I, fingers crossed. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he can pull it off. Um, now, wait, wait, hang on, hang on, because Alexa said sorry, and I'm, I'm working on this myself. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. I just want to say, you do not have to say you're sorry. You I'm did Canadian. nothing. I just well, do it. I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> I, well, I, I just have. You know, anxiety and depression, so that's why I do it. Um, but you don't have to say you're sorry. We can have different opinions and still agree and be friends. Now, that's not mm-hmm. a thing that happens in the States anymore, but I hear it happens in the rest of the world. <laughs> it, it, it also doesn't... It happens up here, but it's also kind of getting that way, too. Where, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, but yeah, fingers crossed. Like honestly, like the Pedro Pascal casting isn't what makes me nervous. Um, it would—it's actually the who's going to be writing this thing because um, last few Marvel movies have just sucked. You know, like I'm—I—I I really wish they would get the writers that did the Captain America movies and and did Infinity War and Endgame and Captain America Civil War to write this because they clearly know what they were doing. Those are, in my opinion, the oh. best of the oh, Marvel films. I, I will tell you who should write Fantastic Four because they already did a Fantastic Four movie. It just wasn't called Fantastic Four. I oh. get Brad Bird, Brad Bird from Incredibles. Yeah. It, Incredibles is pretty much Fantastic Four with the serial numbers. Hey, you're not, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yep, here's a family of superheroes, and we're stronger together as a family than we are apart. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to kind of segue into the next thing I have, apparently, and I like I don't know if this character is going to show up in Fantastic Four. I'm assuming, but apparently Marvel is either going to do it or is toying with the idea of making the Silver Surfer a woman. Oh, oh. Whoa, I don't, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, like, and I, and I got, I don't know. I'm kind of torn here. I don't mind, you know, uh, race swapping or gender swapping sometimes, but Silver Surfer, he's a dis, like a distinctively male character. Like he's literally 
the male form, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's kind of a dude character. Y- you know, like, I don't know, like, how they're going to do that if, you know, but I don't know. I just... Well, did I... Did we do this last time, or was it someone else I was talking to? And I apologize, Chris. That's um, okay. I think Silver Surfer and Gelatinous, David Bowie style. Yeah, yeah. 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 That'd, be, that'd be fine. But, yeah. The, but yeah. I also feel like it would be so easy to have the Silver Surfer be confused with, um, I'm blanking on the name, from Deadpool. Um Big silver guy that's in the dead. Oh, Colossus. Colossus? Yeah, I feel like it would be really easy to get those two. Not not because they would look exactly the same, but I feel like it would be easy to make him look too much like Colossus, and maybe that's why they're thinking of doing a gender swap so that there's mm-hmm. less confusion. Maybe. I, I, yeah, like one, one of my friends that wasn't that in the comics, when Thanos debuted at the end of um, you know, Aven- in the Avengers scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, why is Hellboy showing up? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and he meant it. He meant it. He wasn't in the comics. He didn't know who's, you know, who's in whose universe or anything. Yeah. Well, like, okay, I could see that. I was just going to say there is some resemblance there as far as, like, character build and size. Yeah, they're different colors. But, like, as far as superheroes go, like. Yeah. If you're not a huge fan, I get it, and I could totally see it. Uh, I also just want to go on the record one more time saying how much I hated that they had Josh Brolin also play Cable, because his Cable was great, and his Thanos was great, but it, they were, they were too, it was too obvious that it was the same actor for me, and it, it really bothered me. And I, see, You see, I loved it. I loved that. His Thanos was good enough that I don't think they needed to give him another Marvel role. I think they could have found any number of other actors to play Cable that would have been just as good. But I, I, honestly, I don't know, maybe that's just, maybe that's a me thing. I, I I think that was Ryan Reynolds that made that choice. Honestly, I think. And 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 well, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And even in Deadpool two, he calls him Thanos in in, yeah, in one instance. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> of course. yeah, like I. I, I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. I, I, I like that resurgence of Josh Brolin there. Um, we need more well, of he, him. He was great. I, I'm not I agree. To... We need more of him. Yeah. However, <laughs> I don't like when... I don't think people... If you've played a superhero, I don't think you should ever be able to play a different superhero. Ooh. It just, I just well, don't. But you were just saying Chris Evans, though. Like, yeah. And that was part of the reason why I didn't want him playing anything other. But but it turned out for the best. Because, yeah, like when I heard that the guy who was playing the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four movies was going to be Captain America, I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no way he could be Captain America. But then he was. I was like, holy shit. My mind was blown. He was a better Captain America. Oh, yeah. That's that's why, right? (laughs) But even, even still, I think it should just be like, hey celebrities if you've already played a, a superhero you shouldn't be even bothering to audition for another one it, i don't know yeah it, 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 magic. it's hard it's hard <laughs> to say because i like i i used to say like i wish they would have chris hemsworth play he-man 
because I think he would just make an excellent oh, man. He-Man. He'd make an excellent He-Man. Awesome. But he's but also Thor, so... He makes uh, an excellent Thor. Yeah. Well, at least they're... Yeah. Now, well, if he was if he was to do, like, so the voice funny. of He-Man, that'd be cool. Oh, he'd be I'd be so good with him doing, like, the voice. Just have someone else play him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so the next bit of news I got here is apparently they're going to be doing some reshoots of Captain America 4, speaking of Captain America, because apparently it did not do well in test screenings. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about this. You know, I... I, I like, I love that Anthony Mackie is Captain America, and he he's fantastic, but the problem is Captain America needs to be a superhero, and in the universe he's just a regular dude. I mean, yeah. albeit a very buff dude, but he's just a dude. He doesn't have any super soldier any abilities. Powers. He doesn't have any mutations. He's not an alien. And yeah. I really feel, how the fuck is he going to do all the stuff Captain America does if he could actually die very easily? Yeah, that's honestly that's the problem I've had with with Falcon being Captain America. Even when they first did it in the comic books, I didn't like that. Um, and it was nothing against Falcon. It's nothing against him, um, you know, race racially or anything like that. Like in in all honesty, even back in the comic books, I said why if you, if you're gonna have someone be Captain America who's not Steve Rogers. Um, and if you're going, you know, if you're looking to diversify and, and all that kind of stuff, Luke Cage, like Luke Cage should have been Captain America. Like he, you know, he's, yeah, dude, that would make sense. he's basically, he's like a super soldier. Essentially. Yeah. He, he, he kind of is. Yeah. That's exactly what he, what he, yeah. what he's like. He's indestructible. That would be, that would be awesome. Um, and you I mean, know. all they got to do, all they got to do, is give Falcon a super soldier serum or something like that, and then I'm totally in. Well, but what I was hoping, it's like, man, if he goes up against some of the the foes Captain America's faced, he would just get killed. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, like I like I said, like in the comic books, I always thought it was Luke Cage, and then when they did the Netflix Luke Cage show. Yeah, yeah. I I really liked. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but I thought he was was something. Michael something, right? I he was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome, and and yeah. I was I was hoping they were going to shoehorn him into the Marvel movies, and then, you know, like I just uh, Michael Coulter, right? That's his name. Yeah. Um, and I just wish like he would he would make an amazing Captain America. Oh and, man, that's so cool. Yeah, but you know, and and it's nothing against Sam Wilson. Like I like the character of the Falcon just fine. I just, you know, it, if you're gonna be Captain America, you should yeah be a super soldier because that's the whole point. Yeah, they're gonna but, they're gonna have to do something about that real fast, or it's not gonna work. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um, and then when they did Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh the series on um, Disney plus 
Unfortunately, I think it suffered from having to do a lot of rewrites and Oh, it was it was not very like it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't what it should have been. Well, and it, that's exactly it. It wasn't what it should have been because they had to change things drastically from what originally they were going to do cuz uh, the whole COVID, the whole COVID thing. They didn't want to have a show about a virus that takes over the world, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what that was the intention was that that group. I can't even remember what they what they're called now. Flag but yeah, they were going to re- re- release a virus. That, they ended up being really lame. Like it was kind of like, well, who are these guys and why do we care? They don't. They don't even seem like a threat. Well, yeah, like they're they're hijacking like this medical truck with these vaccines or whatever, but then they never explained why. And that's yeah, because was... that's because that part had been written out. Like they were actually going to release a virus that was going to kill half the world, right? Yeah. And which imagine if they'd done that during COVID when we were facing a virus like that, it would have been so much more intense. Oh yeah. I think but... that was a really big missed opportunity. That could but... have, that that would have probably caught on, and everybody would have watched it, and it would have blown up into a huge thing. But and instead, I... it was kind of like. A lot of people I know never even bothered to watch it. Well, I think like uh, you know, like they're they're the people that they had watching it, like reviewing it before release, probably were telling them like people won't want to see this, right, because of the the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Maybe the test audience uh, freaked. And because of the COVID restrictions and all that kind of stuff that was happening at the time, they could they were kind of limited with their reshoots. Uh, so they basically just had to cut and paste, right? And that's why the show kind of feels weird. Um, and then, yeah, right at the end, it gets really political. You know, when, you know, he starts lecturing the senators and stuff. Oh, that was terrible. Um, which, I mean, is fine, but maybe build, you know, because they kind of hinted, you know, the problems that people are facing in this world, like, which you don't think of, like when you watch Endgame, and they bring everyone back, you think this is a good thing, but they're doing it five years later, so you don't stop to think that you know some people are going to be displaced from their homes one way or the other. Either you know people that moved into an empty house because the people disappeared are now going to be kicked out of that house because the other people came back, or the other people that came back are not going to be allowed back into their old home because somebody else is owns it now. You know, like, you don't stop to think of those things, but they kind of brushed it a little bit on on Falcon Winter Soldier, but then they didn't, like, go with it. Um, and I, I just think, it, you know, it was a missed opportunity. And then I kind of fear, like, now that, the, that they're talking about doing these reshoots and all this, like, maybe they were going political with this sh- movie again. So, I don't know. I'm just glad that they acknowledge, you know, that there was a problem and are, are trying to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, um, you know, I, I do miss Chris Evans as Captain America. I really wish they, he had, they hadn't written, wrote him out the way they did. But I understand Chris Evans wanting out because it is a commitment to be that physically fit all the time. Um. I mean, the guy's still fit, like, even now, but I mean, yeah. I imagine he had, you know, it, it, it's got to be tough. I also imagine it, for him, it is. he probably feels, though, like, okay, we've done a whole bunch of different stuff with this character. There's probably not a ton left 
in terms of like acting for this character to do. Well, yeah, and and because like like Chris Hemsworth said the same thing about Thor until the Taker with TD came in and made Thor funny. Right up until then, Chris Hemsworth was pretty much done with playing Thor too, and was said like, "There's nothing left to do with this character. It's kind of boring. I want to go on to other things." Yeah. And then they made Thor funny, and so he stuck around for a while. But uh, with Captain America, especially for Chris Evans's take on it, I don't think there was a whole lot else to do with that character. Oh, I, 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 uh, there, there totally is. Like they, yeah, like, okay. hi, like, like him returning the Infinity Stones. That should be a movie in yeah. itself. Like him going traveling through time, returning all the stones. Like that could, yeah. oh, that could just be a movie in itself. Okay. Um, him living with Peggy and all that kind of like, how did that work? I'd love to see that. Um, oh, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to see it. I'm just saying, like, for him as an actor, he's probably kind of like, we've, no, we've no, done, yeah, we've taken this character, we've pushed him, we've shown different things. There's not that much left. Yeah, and 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 I understand that. Like, I understand wanting to go out on a high yeah. note. You know, you don't want to be one of those guys that hangs on yeah. to a character, and yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you want you want to leave where the audience still wants to see you in that role, as opposed yeah. to like they're like, oh my god, we're so done with this. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's no saying they couldn't bring him back sometime. He didn't oh. sign a contract saying I'll never come back. Yeah, and yeah. and that is the rumor. Like the rumor floating around is they want to he do a come movie. Back and- Deadpool three, who knows? Well, well, the rumor floating around is that they want to do another Avengers movie with the original Avengers. Hmm, that'd be cool because Marvel wants wants a surefire hit because they haven't yeah, been doing yeah. so well. Lately. No, they've been putting out a bunch of kind of lukewarm stuff for a while. And I mean, it's their own fault. Like, I mean, they could could have been doing oh, yeah. good good content. It's just but they they mass released. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that... I think that's where they went wrong. You know, they they saw people were enjoying it, and yeah, people were enjoying it. So then they like rushed through everything, and okay, let's get another, let's get another, and it's like, well, you you rushed this, and you could have spent more time on it, and done a way better job, and built the hype for longer yeah. before you released it. That I and I think in the first three phases of Marvel, I think Kevin Feige got a lot of credit when it wasn't actually him. Um, and what I mean is like, like the Russo brothers, you know, the, the guys that directed Captain America two, um, or sorry, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, and then the two Infinity or Avengers movies, Infinity War and Endgame, you know, they did a lot, um, for, for Marvel. And then the writers that wrote the they wrote the first Captain America, all three Captain Americas, and then those two Avengers movies that the Russo brothers did. Like, they were all the same people, you know. Like, so they like right. they really lift. I mean, arguably, those are the best Marvel movies. They you know elevated them. Um. So when they all left after Endgame, you know, Kevin, you know, everyone was congratulated Kevin Feige for a job well done, but it's like, no, it's actually these guys over here that deserve the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to bring people like that back, you know, to help, you know, make these other movies better or, and TV shows. But yeah, I think oversaturation is also a problem. Yeah. Um, 
I honestly, I think what they should do is just use Disney Plus for like specials. Like to be honest with you, like the the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special was excellent. It was awesome. Yeah, I expected it to not be super great because I was like, really, they're making a Guardians Christmas special? Like, okay. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was way better than I anticipated it to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, same with uh, Werewolf by Night. Like, I mean, that, you know. I haven't really watched hit. that yet. I haven't either, but I've heard nothing but great things, honestly. Um, you, can, you can watch it in black and white or color, I believe. Okay, that makes it amazing. And I'm, I'm, I believe it was the black and white one they released first. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then, they, and then on Halloween this year, they re-released it in color. Well, we've all watched WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And it I was think great. that was one of my favorite parts about WandaVision is that it started in black and white. Oh, it started, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. You know, it's something familiar with something not so familiar. And they pulled in the old TV sitcom style. I'm like, this is going to yeah. be great. And then it just evolved and changed and changed. I'm like, ooh, this is good. But I kind of want to see more of the, like, Doing Especially something different. Black and white style, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, honestly, WandaVision... I know we're going off a tangent here, but WandaVision was probably my favorite, except for the ending. I think um, they rushed the ending. Yeah, like when when, like you find out like she's been torturing... Like, like she, she, isn't, she doesn't know she's actually doing this, but she's actually torturing this town. Yeah. And then um, Monica Rambeau, you know, basically congratulate or you know tells her she's brave and and they'll never know your sacrifice. And then she just Wanda just flies away. And I'm like, um, and that was it. Yeah, that was just like, she, you uh, know, she you've she, had all this build up. Yeah, and she's kind of you know like she was not she did something terrible and she just gets away with it. And then the the white general dude is the bad guy, but actually he's trying to save the town, but he had, they frame him as the villain. Like, I was like, what is going on here? But anyway, that uh, up until like that, that moment when she gets away, yeah. you know, I'm like, it was yeah. pretty good right up till then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I applauded him for doing something different because it, it's literally something you've never seen before. Yeah, it was awesome. And again, it brings me back to that Sherlock thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was great. Now, if I go back and I rewatch it, I'm I'm nervous that it's not going to be, you know, as good. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and like with WandaVision, it was one of those weekly viewings where you're like wondering what the hell's going to happen the next episode. Yes. Um, ex- you know, and I, I like all through it, I was, you know, it's Mephisto, right? It's got to be Mephisto. And then I was so disheartened when I saw an interview with the creator, and she's like, "Who's Mephisto?" I'm like, "Oh no!" Um, but but then it, you got to wonder, you know, did they do that as like a they really don't know, or did they do that as they're making it seem as if they don't know? I, I yeah. honestly think she didn't know, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> that's horrible. But yeah, but it's you know, anyway. Uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, She-Hulk season two is reportedly in development. Ooh, that's exciting! Again, it's it's. I I I was I didn't mind that show. It was the last episode when they broke the fourth wall the way they did. 
that that was a little too much for me. And don't get me wrong, She Hulk. That's but I mean, she's like Deadpool, right? Like she's known yeah, to exactly. break the fourth wall. But when she literally crawled out of the Disney Plus screen home menu and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you guys took it too far. And then she then she meets. Uh, what what the heck did they call Kevin Feige? Like he was that robot thing. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was like, uh... I still, I still overall really enjoyed the show, and I would love to see more of it. I I also believe that she's going to be a character or a main character in the the new Daredevil show. Yeah, and I, I, I and I'd like to see that. Like I, I um, Tatiana Mousselani is. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I think that was I'm perfect pretty, I'm casting. pretty sure I saw a thing that she's on the main cast for Daredevil New Beginning or whatever the hell they're calling it. Yeah, Born, she, again. Born again. Yeah, she's, she's a, a excellent actress. Yeah. From yeah. Saskatchewan. Well, those two so. shows might be tied together, and that might be really cool. Yeah. And I, and I, but again, like She-Hulk, I don't know. I, I, I wish they would just give her a movie, because I think you need movie... A movie yeah. budget. <laughs> the She-Hulk show could have been a movie. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, it is what it is. She-Hulk could have been a movie. Eternal should have been a six-episode show. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Eternals, like, honestly, like, out of those three movies that came out in 2021, I actually liked Eternals the best. It had the most potential, but it was too much for a two-hour movie. Or two and a half hours, like, yeah, two between between two and two and a half. Like it should have been a that should have been a Disney Plus show, definitely. Yeah. And then She Hulk with the the fact of the you know the CGI involved, it, that should have been a movie. But it anyway. could have been so much better as a movie. Yes. I mean, yeah. If they gave it, like you said, if they gave it a movie budget, right? That have been. Yeah. Great. But, you know, season two, you know, I'll 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 probably check it out. You know, oh, just yeah. see what oh, they do. I definitely will. I I really liked the first one and I you know, I'm excited to, to know that there's gonna be more. And I hope that they, you know, keep with kind of the same idea and don't go too crazy with it. Well like, uh well, it's funny because like one of the biggest criticisms about She-Hulk uh, and some of the mo- other Marvel stuff is because She-Hulk is totally different. It's more of a comedy show yes. than anything else. So I know I, I've heard people complain that you know they uh, made Daredevil look like a, a wuss. Um, you know that he was basically like a like a. You know, I don't know. Well, I don't know if they made him look like a wuss, but they they certainly made him be funny. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, this is some of the criticisms I've 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 heard. Okay. Um, but what people don't understand is, like, in in comic books, you would have these crossovers, and the characters would kind of fit in with whoever they're crossing over with. So if Daredevil showed up in a She-Hulk book, you know, it would. Because She Hulk was was lighter in tone and it was more funny and it basically like the TV show, Daredevil would also fit into that, right? Because he's in her book, so Daredevil yeah. can still be kick ass on his show, um, but he can also be you know 
you know, eye candy, um, you know, the, you know, the, the one night stand, whatever you want to call them for She-Hulk in her show. Like people don't understand, like, I think non-comic book fans don't understand that, you know, you can have both because that's the way comics are. Yes. But yeah, you make a good point. So yeah, like I like a lot of people criticize like and that's the thing, like you can not like something and just not like it. You know, like yeah, if, it's okay. if Yeah, if She Hulk's not for like if you're a Marvel MCU fan and you don't like She Hulk, that's fine. Don't like She Hulk. Don't watch it. You know? It's like a comic book. You know, like I I read comic books, but there's a lot of comic books I don't read because I don't like them. You know, either I don't like the art or I don't like the character or I don't like the writing whatever it is but I'm not going to sit there and whine about it you know well I guess I'm kind of whining right now but I'm, I'm whining about the whiners <laughs> I was going to say well you're not <laughs> I'm whining about the whiners like, and the and the haters it's like you know like I, I appreciated what they were going for with the She-Hulk show Um, like I said they kind of lost me in the last episode but I totally get what they were going for, and I and I applaud them for doing something different. Um, but anyway, I digress. But, um, all right. Does anyone else have any geek news they want to share? All right. Oh well, wait, wait. Well, oh no. Go ahead, Gav. Yeah, yeah. It's not news. I'll do. I'll get to it when we're doing our our. You know what we've been doing okay watching all right so with that being said let's okay, move yeah. let's move to our brain candy segment so this is the segment where we discuss things that we're reading watching listening to whatever and if we want we can make it a pick or a pan uh so kevin uh why don't you kick it off <laughs> all right so i didn't watch it i partook in it Partaken, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whatever right word is that? Not here. Is it drugs? It is not. However, I was <laughs> I, I was on a high while doing it, though. Segue. Ooh. <laughs> um, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, I worked my first pro wrestling show. I saw yeah. the pictures. That's awesome. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I also saw the pictures. So, so for the listeners, and to <laughs> tell the story out here, um, I am friends with a person who used to run a promotion local he down, but he has now transitioned to doing comedy instead. Okay. Yeah. And for a while, he's been wanting to get me, and he's been wanting to get me involved. And there's been stuff that's come up in far too short notice or whatever. And I was given this notice for this one almost a month ahead of time, and only an hour drive away. Nice. So I that's like, a bonus. Right, yeah, let's do. But so I showed up, and I was scared to death. Uh, I found him first because I knew him. He introduced me to the owner and promoter of the company. We small talked for a bit. I was in a full suit, as seen in the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I you look great, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I introduced myself to every wrestler there, and I said, you know, what, what is your name, just so I say it correctly, let's get the pronunciation down here, 
do you have a nickname you want to come out for? Height, weight, hometown? A lot of them were saying, oh, whatever you want to do. I'm like, nope, no one's here to watch me. They're here for you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? Got all of their information down, wandered around, so scared. You know, but I was just humble. I was very nice and polite. Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm the ring announcer. Let's talk for a bit. A lot of them giving me a lot of help. Oh, um, you know, if you say this or wait for us to pose and then start speaking, you know, stuff like that. Couple wrestlers, there was stuff I had to get involved in. Oh, we're going to have a fight in the ring. You have to check on the guy. You have to bail out quick. You have to pretend you don't know what's going on and sell the moment when we turn. Get me involved in the show. It is theater. It is a lot of improv, a lot more improv than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issues, uh, Mike wasn't that great, kept cutting in and out. Mm. So I had to have it like right up to my mouth. I had to be incredibly loud. I was so hoarse by the end of it. It's about two, two and a half hour show. And I was so hoarse, but it's just rolling with things and, and, being part of the show and pretending it's real. Like mm-hmm. I knew, I knew who the surprise was at the end of the night. Cause I talked to him before the show, but we have to pretend that we don't know. So I'm in the ring with two giant men who weighed in a combined 480 pounds <laughs> and they don't know who they're facing that evening. They do. We all know, mm-hmm. but um, you know, they're in my face. Who is this? Who's coming out here? I'm like, I don't know. I know as much as you do. Don't hurt me. <laughs> so then i have to pretend like oh whose music is that i don't know and then i'm like oh my god ladies and gentlemen what a surprise and you know because clearly we all know who this person is coming out so that's why i know his height weight stats and nicknames and everything else not because i talked to him two hours ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but um, had a blast, and I, I go up to my friend that was doing commentary. Hey, what do I do? He's like, commentary and ring announcers can leave. It's like the wrestlers are changing. They're doing, you know, post-show interview or, you know, whatever, setting up stuff for later on. He's like, ring crew has to set stuff, has to tear it all down. You don't have to do anything. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I broke down the chairs hmm. in my suit. <laughs> you know? Okay, right on. Yep, broke down the chairs, or, you know, or, or earning my spot there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he pointed out, he's like, uh, speed notice that you're helping out. Go, okay. He's like, that's never a bad thing. I'll see you later. I'm like, all right. So who knows? Um, February's the next show. We'll see if I'm offered. If not, I got to do a really cool thing once that I never thought I'd do. If I'm offered it a second time, though, then I want to keep doing it. Awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm leaving it. If it was a one-time thing, awesome. So yeah. excited I got to do it one time. If it's more than once, then let's keep it going. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah crazy being on the other side of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that takes a lot of guts going up there and, and talking in front of everybody like that. And like I you said, and like you said yeah, well, I, I bet, you know, wrestling yeah. wrestling fans could be pretty nasty when they want to be. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like having to do improv improvisation at the same time like that's that's not easy you know no no when when i hit her dive out of the ring oh good because i'm 45 and have bad knees yeah let me just dive out of the ring as quickly (laughs) as i can (laughs) yeah no that's that's great yeah congratulations yeah fantastic yeah when when the youtube i mean 
you're all friends with me. Mm-hmm. Um, when the YouTube link goes up, because I've been told there will be one, when the YouTube one goes up, it will be all over my social media. I'll be sharing the hell out of it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, be sure to share it to the to the group on Facebook, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Well, and, and then uh, yeah, our, hopefully some of our listeners will be able to check it out. Excellent, excellent. Um, Alexa, what what do you got this week for brain candy? Uh, <laughs> what do I got this week for brain? Is more like it. <laughs> um, actually, the, I don't know. It's it's not super geeky, I guess. But um, season two of Sweet Home dropped on Netflix. So I've been kind of working my way through that a little bit at a time. It's not one that I can really watch while the kiddo's awake. So um, I don't know if you know anything about it. No, I I was going to ask what, what's it about? Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's an Asian like voiceover, kind of like a horror TV series, uh, almost like an end of days, apocalyptic. There's like a, not necessarily a virus, but the people become mutants and kill other people and they're kind of like in this saving grace and season two so far has started off with like some of them can survive the virus or illness or whatever so it's kind of a people against people people against the world trying to find a cure think zombies but instead of zombies monsters (laughs) and and this is called sweet home yeah it's called sweet home so season one dropped in 2020 so oh it's wow! Been a, it's been a while since yeah. since season two um, came out. Now I'm assuming it's because filming and COVID and you know all the other lovely lovely things, but um, and, and it's this, been really really good. And then this is live action. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's like it's dubbed over. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if, as long as you can get past that, and I know some people can't. It took me a long time, and I mean, even still, now if the if the sound and the picture is off in any movie, it throws me off. But when it's mm. when it's you know clearly shot in a different language and then someone voiced over, then I I get it. But it's uh it's really good. I I think it's really good. I don't know the name of the main actor, but I've seen it in a couple other. Um, uh, it's Song Kang. I've seen him in a couple other asian dubbed over movies that were really good as well so i'm assuming he's kind of a big name asian actor i don't know um and then other than that i've been slowly catching up on season three of the witcher okay because i haven't made it through that yet and i'm having a hard time it's not grabbing me like season one and two did yeah so i'm a little bit i'm a little bit sad by that yeah and I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's just the time in my life, or I just can't sit down and and focus on it because I've got a million other other things on the go, <laughs> or if it's if it's legit the show. So I kind of took a stop from watching that and switched over to Sweet Home because I mean I can watch a little bit of that or miss some of it, and I don't mm-hmm. care. Whereas The Witcher, it's like this show had me, you know, edge of my seat, locked in for season one of two and I can't get to that for season three yet. So I'm hoping, yeah. you know, maybe in a couple of weeks that'll change after Christmas. We'll see. Well, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping. 
Um, other than that, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot at all, actually. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's funny because when you said Sweet Home, like I was thinking it was like a rom-com series. That's what I originally thought, too. Because, yeah. you know, I just peruse Netflix every once in a while. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll, you know... This, this one called Sweet Home. I had no idea what it was about whatsoever, and hmm. thankfully, I happened to like gory slasher style kind yep. of shows, so it it just worked out, and it was like, oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's and, really cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. The special effects in it are really surprisingly well done, but at the same time, like B movie quality. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I'm all over it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, but that's about it. But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I do suggest checking it out. It's it's kind of neat. Excellent. Um, for myself, um, one of the newer comics that I've been that I've been uh, reading monthly is the new Captain America series by J. Michael Straczynski. Um, this is ah yeah right. Yeah, so this is the guy that, I mean, he's been writing comic books for many years now, but he's also the guy who created Babylon 5. I'm a huge Babylon 5 fan, um, so whenever J. Michael Straczynski writes something, like, I, I tend to check it out, and his his take on Captain America is, is fantastic. Um, definitely the, you know, probably the best Captain America I've read since... Rick Remender, like I know people didn't like Rick Remender's run on it, but um, I liked Rick Remender and Mark Wade. He did an excellent run, um, but uh, yeah, J. Michael Straczynski, he's yeah, just knocking it out of the park, and and the art is fantastic. Um, I've also been uh, watching uh, the new season for all uh, for all mankind. It's on Apple Plus. Uh, I'm like the only person I know that watches the show, but it is so good. I, I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, an alternate history. It's what ha what would happen if the Russians had landed on the moon first. Um, and the, what if the space race never ended in our world? So Ooh. in this alternate history, in 2003, we're already colonizing mars like they have a mars colony and oh. um it's 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 fascinating it's interesting seeing this alternative history so like in this history al gore won the presidency over oh, bush cool. um yeah it's a lot a lot of neat little takes like that um so it's, it's nice it's cool to see the alternate history but it's also cool to see, like, you know, the what-if scenario. So, like, in this world, the Soviet Union never collapsed. So, in the year 2003, the Soviet Union's still a thing. And, it, you know, there's the Cold War is still happening. Um, so, that, that it, it's it's interesting to watch. It's um, on Apple Plus, I think, what season is this? Season 4? This might actually be season 5. I can't remember. Uh, but it's great. I I can't recommend it enough. It's it's a great show, and also this uh, season of Rick and Morty has been great. Um, I haven't started it yet, but I've heard it's been great. Yeah, I want to say it was episode five that was just mind blowing this season. Like it, like if that was the series finale, I would have been like, okay, I could totally see that being the series finale. Um. 
but yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean, there's some episodes that aren't as good, but there's episodes that are fantastic. Um, and the guys they have doing who replaced Justin Roiland because he was let go because of you know all the controversy and stuff. Um, so he was literally the voice of Rick and Morty for the first um, six seasons. Um, so they brought in two voice actors to replace him. One is Rick and one is Morty, and it's they're doing a fantastic job. Like I like the uh, like the first episode, I kind of noticed it a little bit, but after that. Um, I was locked in, and I, and I really can't tell the difference. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, Ragnar, what do you got this week for Brain Candy? Well, I was actually going to talk about something I've been listening to instead of something mm. I've been watching. Oh, okay. And that is the new Dolly Parton album. Oh. She released an album called Rockstar, uh, and I believe Dolly Parton is like 78 or something right now, and she was like, you know, I want to do a rock album with a whole bunch of famous rock and heavy metal musicians on it. And it kicks serious butt. Um, it's a mix of original songs and covers, and it features just an insane who's who of like, rock music. Hmm. So... I've been listening to that, and I gotta say, if you like rock music and you like Dolly Parton, you should definitely check it out. Interesting. So, like, she's got people like Steve Perry from Aerosmith, mm -hmm. Ann Wilson from Heart, John Fogarty, Kid Rock, Steven Tyler, um, Lizzo, Rob Halford, Nikki Six, Melissa Etheridge, Elton John. Like, it's just stacked. Huh. And, and uh, yeah, and it's a mixture of original songs and covers. And when you're listening to it, it all just plays together as one album. And it doesn't, it's not, it's not like here's all the originals and here's all the covers. It's all just mixed in together. Mm -hmm. And you hear some of the covers, for example, her cover of Every Breath You Take, which does have Sting on it, might be better than the original. Like, it's just killer. Mm. So... Yeah, I uh, was very excited for this album, and I gotta say, it's better than I thought it would be. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely would recommend. Um, it is on it is on Spotify, but I got it on vinyl, the uh, three nice. LP release. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll go great. It's all like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and Metallica <laughs> and King Diamond. Oh, and there's Dolly Parton. Yeah, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that is awesome. Um, I I gotta say, um, it's funny you mentioned Dolly Parton because uh, we were just talking about her on Trek One Seven Hundred One because she was uh, on the Orville last season or the third season. She made a guest appearance. Yeah, in the third season. Yeah, but um, I've I've. I watched a, an interview with her not too long ago, and I gotta say, you know, you you see celebrities, right? And and you got you know, like they're not always as they seem, right? Like uh, you know, clearly. But Dolly Parton, I think, is what she she who what you see is is who she really is. Like she is genuinely a nice person, and 
you know, she's just a good old country gal, you know, like she's just amazing, you know, the, you know, like she's been, her and her husband have been married for like 50 years or something. Um, yeah. And, and, and he stays out of the limelight and like, like, honestly, like I didn't even know she was married to be honest with you. Like I just assumed she was, but, um, you know, but he, he just doesn't, you know, he's just a private person, right? And and she's just genuinely in love with with him. And, and they, you know, like, she's just a genuine person. Like, she's so nice. Um, you know, just she just seems like that, that, that sweet aunt that you that you love dearly. Um, she she is a genuine gem of a human being. Yeah. There's no scandals about her. There's no bad stories about her. She's she's done so many things to help people with all the money that she's mm-hmm. made. And, her and, music is actually good. Her movies are actually pretty good. Like, yeah, she and, was actually a pretty talented actress. And that's the yeah, thing. She, like, you, you would think, you know, given, um, you know, that she's, you know, beautiful, she's talented, she's, you know on the road a lot she's you know been in hollywood done hollywood productions you you would think there would be some scandals but there's not like she's just she's just a genuinely like she has all the the telltale signs of okay there's a scandal there there's a scandal but there's not like she's just genuinely awesome you know yeah 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 no she's a she's a wonderful person and we are we are blessed to have her in our timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. But um, all right. Well, uh, if anyone else has anything, I I think we could call this an episode. Um, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. Um, so for myself, you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. If you want to check out um my weekly comic book picks uh go to randomnerdness.blogspot.com that is my blog and you can every week i i pick out some comic books that i'm going to be reading i'm kind of behind and uh so i haven't done one for next week but that'll be coming out here shortly um so as i mentioned at the top of the episode uh this is our last episode of geek fallout reloaded for the year we will be back in early 2024 with an all-new episode. We have Before Christmas, we'll have the Chris Lockhart Christmas special coming out. And then in the new year, we've got um, more Geek Fallout Reloaded. we got the, our New Year's episode of the Pop Culture Pub coming. And we've got an episode of Trek 1701 planned where we're going to be discussing the first season of The Orville. Um, so that's actually a show I'm going to be... Re, I'm going to be rewatching season one over the Christmas break in preparation for that episode. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Alexa, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me, uh, I guess, normally on Twitch or Instagram. Uh, Rexarula mm-hmm. is my gamer tag, so to say. <laughs> That's a that's really probably the easiest place. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, well, if I uh, 
if I may, uh, at the end of January, you'll find her in Las Vegas. Cause yeah. We're <laughs> Excellent. True. Vegas. Or trip. maybe you, maybe you shouldn't find me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be awesome! I'm very excited. Really cool, awesome. Uh, Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, uh, uh, like uh, Alexa, you'll be able to find me at, <laughs> at uh, the end of January in Las Vegas. <laughs> um. RagnarTheTrader.com is my main website, and uh, you can also find me as RagnarTheTrader on Instagram or Facebook. And my very last day of work for the whole year is this Saturday, December 16th, when I'll be at the one-day Christmas market that our local anime convention is putting on. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what to expect for that, but... Uh, I'll be you know, there. Last day of work, <laughs> Should be interesting. Excellent. Um, okay, so real quick before I get to Kevin, um, <laughs> where, where are you guys staying in Vegas? What, what hotel did you, did you guys? Oh, uh, we're staying at the Luxor. Nice. I stayed there. It's cool. Cool. I've I've never stayed there, uh, but I've always wanted to because I love that elevator that goes up on the weird angle along mm-hmm. the edge of the pyramid. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I booked us in at the Lex, the Luxor. And uh, we currently have tickets to go see Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, the Circus Soleil O, and also the Blue Man Group. Wow! Oh, wow! That's a lot. So That's far. cool. So far, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> so pick far. up a couple more shows too. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. So uh, we're uh, we're gonna pick a lot of drinks. We're gonna eat a lot of burgers, and we're yeah. gonna go see a crap load of shows. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, we'll probably consume significantly more calories than we normally do, but we'll burn significantly more calories, so we'll probably come home the exact same weight as when we left. Well, <laughs> I'll probably consume less than I normally do, but work off a hell of a lot more than I normally okay. do. <laughs> well, you, can, you can come home skinnier. I'm not going to come home skinnier. No, no. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, now that you're you're mentioning trips and stuff, it got me thinking. Um, I'm actually taking a trip in March, tentatively. It's not, you know, I still got to get my passport. I sent away for it, oh. so hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> oh, take. don't get me started there. Um, I got a story for you that's not for this. But uh, <laughs> um, I may or may not be going to Houston in. March uh, for a work trip. Um, so I'm super excited, you know, because I've never been to Texas, I've, you know, so that's cool. But also, um, one of uh, someone I used to podcast with regularly, she's done a couple episodes of the, of the Pop Culture Pub, uh, Miss M. Um, I used to podcast with her back in the day quite a bit. She lives an hour from Houston, so I'm kind of talking to her to get her to come to Houston to, to, so we can actually meet and maybe go for dinner or cool. something. Um, oh, cool. Cause yeah, like we pod, like we used to podcast a lot, like back in, I want to say 2015, 2014. Um, she, she used to guest star a lot um, on the podcasts I used to produce. And 
she's one of like like Kev. I've never actually met Miss M. You know, um, well, I haven't met Alexi either, but I'm sure I will one of these days. Uh, because Alexa, okay, the not... chances of us meeting are a lot more likely. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not too just, ter- just for proximity, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So like uh, Miss M, I've n- I've never actually met her, so I'm looking forward to to yeah, finally meeting uh, meeting her after all these years. Because yeah, we've been probably friends for ten years. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So I'm hoping I get a work trip in New York so I can go meet up with Kev. So we'll <laughs> see. But and 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 that's totally possible because the company I work for, their headquarters is in New Jersey. No, oh, right. so it's totally possible I might end up coming out there one of these days. Oh man, that'd be so cool. That'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah, I like I said, I love my new job. Like you know, it's just I never imagined being able to travel for my work. That's it's awesome. Yeah. But anyway. And, I, I, and if you get to go to Texas, man, the barbecue out there, oh, oh yeah, like I, oh, I, I'm man. looking forward to that. I'm, oh. de- I'm definitely going to be buying some Astros merchandise when I go down there because you know, Houston Astros. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like a tour of like the NASA Houston Center. I think that you can take, like I do like, believe like Mission Control. So maybe. Uh. I, I don't know what my timetable looks like. I know my evenings are free because it's one of those. Cool. Yeah. One of those where the, like, you know, it's just during the day for like six hours and then, you know, yeah, there's still 18 hours of the day. So I'm definitely going to be making the most of it. That's for sure. Um, but Kev, uh, what do you got this week for, uh, Oh no, we're past brain candy. No. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Hellions Team across most of the social media. HelliansTeam.com is the blog, and uh, as said previously, whenever stuff goes up, I will share it with the group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that uh, the wrestling, seeing you in the ringside, like or in the ring, like that's. Yeah, again, kudos to you, man. Like I, 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 I don't think I could do that. Like, um. I, I'm better with with public speaking, um, but I couldn't imagine being in the ring and being heckled at the same time. Yeah, um, like that. That like I don't know if I could do that. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, kudos to you, man. Like you, you know, like that. That's awesome. You know, thank you. I just yeah, you're living the dream, man. You know. Being being yeah. a, being a wrestling fan all your life and being able to do that that that's awesome that's really cool. But um, all right, well, on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, my co-hosts Kevin Decent, Ragnar, and Alexa, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Geek Fallout Reloaded, and we will see you again in 2024.